Good morning. Welcome to the Arsenal Bite Size Podcast. I'm FPL Nemo with my co-host at Clates AFC Clayton on Twitter. We're going live just after 10 a.m. on Good Friday. So happy bank holiday for everyone listening in the UK. Make the most of this four-day weekend and the ultimate kind of end destination, which will be Anfield on Sunday. So we're going to give you a preview of the Liverpool match. I don't know if I feel anxious or excited, but this will be a real test. Um, I feel I'm like excited. this is it. Yeah, like I'm um, excited to see where yeah. we're at. Yeah. I uh, like. Don't get me wrong. I'm nervous. Um, as like we get into the discussion and stuff, but yeah, like you said, it feels like this is a test of where we're at, right? And um, yeah, I mean, to be the champions, you do have to kind of go to these sort of places and see what you're made of, anyway. So yeah, bring it on. Sun is shining. It, yeah, which was a nice, pleasant change in England. But yeah, should be a good weekend. I'm hoping. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited and. Obviously, um, we will talk about that like, predicted lineups and stuff. But one thing I did see was the news yesterday that there was kind of no photos of Salah in training. Um, I don't know whether that's just mind games. Um, other players like Diego Yotta weren't in training either. So I don't think he has an injury. So it can't be that they were, you know, missing training for injury reasons. It might just yeah. they were given a day off for all. I'm sure I saw, um, you know, that's, is it Spion or Spion Cop, however you pronounce mm. that? Um, he said, yeah, it was just like a scheduled day rest and stuff um yeah that's what yeah. i'm thinking i think people were getting a bit excited like i was in my office yesterday and this gooner turns around and goes to the liverpool fan yeah mo salah's ruled out this weekend i'm like guys like slow your horses mate like guys not in a photo like that don't mean shit oh <laughs> uh, I've, I've been burnt by that two times before so um i think the other side of this for me is um i'm really interested to see what front three we're going to go with just because Ever since Jesus came back, like it just seems crazy to not have him start a game of this magnitude. But then Trossard's been absolutely incredible. So it's kind yeah. of it's actually really difficult, I think, for the manager here. Well, sure, he goes straight into it then? Yeah, yeah. Why don't we actually? Yeah, sure, let, let's do it. Let's, um, I guess that's where we're kind of, the forward line is what's driving me nuts. I'm of the thought that Trossard won't start, but you know, he scored a hat trick there at Anfield earlier this season. So it's a bit. It's a bit like, do, do you really not start the guy who's got a hat-trick at this ground so, this season? It's interesting you bring that up because one of my closest friends, he uh, he said that to me as well. He was like, oh, well, Trossard scored a hat-trick with Brighton at Anfield this year. So, like, would you just put him in? Because like, it was something along those lines. And me personally, I, I don't really buy into that sort of stuff. Like, he, yeah, I don't, I couldn't, like, I'm not dismissing it as an idea, but I just think you're playing in a different team, completely different circumstances. Like, I, I just think it, of course, psychologically, there is a little something there. Like, yeah, but I, I think at the top level, I don't think Liverpool will be looking at it like, oh, Trossard's in the lineup. He's got a hat-trick against us. And uh, be scared, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're going to be I scared think, of the rest of the attack. Exactly, And what yeah. they've been doing all season, like they're what just Martinelli gonna, Saka did to them. Yeah. The exactly. They're going to assess it holistically as a thing, not like to such a granular level like that. And even the players, I don't, I don't think they'll be like, oh, Trossard, mate, you scored a hat-trick at Brighton, you need to be starting. I think it's just like you give yourself the best solutions as a team to win the game. And in my opinion, that includes Jesus, Saka, Martinelli. I think... Especially, I don't know if this is like overthinking things, but I think especially if Saliba's out, which it looks like he is, and like Rob Holdings there, and Rob Holdings done fine against Palace and Leeds, but it's a different ball game away at Anfield with like the space you're going to have to defend, the pace and movement of like Darwin, Salah, and stuff like that. I think with someone like Holding in, 
I think the pressing from the front has to be absolutely spot on in the terms of how we defend from the front so that we don't allow ourselves to be open in transition, which we've looked a bit more susceptible to. Um, and as a result, that's why I think Jesus absolutely has to start. And yeah, of course, it's so harsh on Trossard. But and I think we, the key we, thing we, is we also don't have Tomiyasu, who obviously at yeah. the game at the Emirates, he was basically relied on to just man mark Salah and Salah, yeah. to Salah. And so, what a job he did. He did, right? Like Salah got subbed off like 60th minute, 65th minute for a CDM. Yeah. Like that was wild. Um, so with him out as well, I know like, I don't know, maybe he wouldn't start this game, but you would think that this was the type of game where if we were like in a good position and we were entering the final 30 minutes, like Tommy Asu would be one of the first subs on to like just completely close out their chance of scoring. So you are right. I think not just the pressing from the front angle with wanting Jesus there and our best pressers to lead the line, to avoid those transitions, but also we're not going to have like that kind of, I guess our best 1v1 defender as Arteta and co seem to call him in Tommy Asu available. So but the flip there's side, a few changes. Obviously in that home game, we didn't have Zinchenko, right? And mm. level of control, because I think the last few games for me where we've been struggling is when it turns into a chaos type game. And it's a bit more basketball. And I feel like at Anfield, that's what could happen. But having someone like Zinchenko there, because if, if we go there and quiet the crowd down, like Spurs away, Brentford away, Fulham away, just go there, play our game, like play really boring for a few just minutes. kill their entire mood, hopefully, yeah. Having someone like Zinchenko there who can go into the midfield and do that along with Party, Odegaard, Jacket, like it gives us a different dimension. So, of course, on one hand, we're missing Tommy's 1v1 defensive ability, but... I actually think having someone like Zinchenko will help us control the game, which will suit us better. Um, yeah, so that's I'll... a really good point, actually. So I guess because um, one of the things that where Liverpool have been weak this season is actually their midfield, right? So we saw it against Man City; they were just kind of walked straight through. Um, in in that case, I think our midfield, like that kind of overloaded box of four, the box shape we have with kind of the two. Um, almost like sitting back and two sitting right in front in a square shape a lot of the time we have. And then they have, what, their three midfielders? Like, hopefully, with Zinchenko being part of that box, you've got, what is it, Xhaka, Party, Odegaard, Zinchenko, like, in this box. Like, yeah. that box should hopefully be way better than their midfield, I would think. Um, their attack so, yeah. is still scary, right? So that's scary yeah. regardless, I think. Um, I think we could definitely agree on that. And as terrible of Liverpool have been away this season they have still been pretty damn good at Anfield. So yeah, that is another thing that kind of slightly concerns me. Um, I do think a lot of this will come down to, like, will Trent start? So we'll talk a bit about their lineups. I know he didn't start in the midweek. Um, I think if Trent starts, I think Martinelli is going to have a lot of joy like he did at the Emirates. So that's a key yeah. part of the kind of how will the matchups go. I think there's going to be individual battles and duels, right, where our players need to win those duels. Like, yeah. we, we can't be losing those jewels. If we do, we will lose this game. Like every fine margin is going to count. And um, just when on holding duels, yeah, duels. Got to when I was it when I lose my duels. When I lose I a am, duel, I'm upset. <laughs> I am upset. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, a quick shout out as well, by the way. Morning to Mike Halpin. Thank you for tuning Morning, in. Man. So yeah, so I can't get the chat open today. So all good. So I'm just gonna say on holding as well. Um, yeah, man. Like obviously, like I think. Saliba is still maybe like a late test, apparently. Like, you never know, right? Like, we were told Trossard was out. You think it's out. a bluff then? I'm, I don't know, maybe, because, like, Trossard was going to be out for weeks, and then he just, like, started a game, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, where did he, this guy come from? Um, 
so I don't know, man. Like part of me thinks like if he's being managed regardless and they're saying that, oh, he don't need surgery and they'll just do it in the summer or something. Are they just going to inject the fuck out of Saliba and just like whack him in this match and be like, okay, mate, this is one of the free matches we want you. This one, City, and uh, the had, and, and then sit out like Southampton. Everything else, yeah. Okay. And just sit out every game. We're just going to risk you for these two, three games. We absolutely need you, kind of thing. I don't like part of me thinks that if he hasn't trained, that won't happen, obviously. Yeah. But let's say today or tomorrow he trains and they hide those training photos from the media and it's all like mind games. Interesting. Because imagine your clock, right? Your players are tired. They played on Tuesday or whenever it was. They play recently. And well, they rotated half their team. They, to they fair, did, so. didn't they? But still, they played on Tuesday against Chelsea. So it's what we say, right? They, they've not had the full week to prepare. The preparation. Like, like mentally, yeah. they were preparing for Chelsea, right? So they've now prepared. And preparing for an Arsenal team with Saliba or without are two different things. Yeah. So I do think that if there's any even small chance that he can get an injection and play through that pain, I think they will take it because Klopp will have prepared for a match against Holding. And that would throw his entire plan out the window the moment the game kicks off if Saliba can get through this. Um, so I'm like very like slightly optimistic, I would say. Maybe it's just denial that I don't want to accept we're about to go to Anfield and as good without, as Rob Holding has been, yeah. but it's going to be without our Rolls Royce and centre-back in Saliba. So maybe I'm just in denial, I don't know. But yeah, I just want to yeah, put that I out get... there because... No, it's interesting, yeah. I, think, I guess the only... Flip... manage him, right? So it's like, but but like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. I guess the only thing I'd say on that is like, I think Liverpool will be preparing for both scenarios, to be honest. I think we underestimate how much planning and prep goes into these games these days. But um, yeah, that's an interesting take. Because I kind of just took it at face value. Like, oh, he's out, he's out. But yeah, the, the cynic in me is very out, like... Right? Hmm. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's what's quite confusing for me. So there was some stuff that came out. I was like, oh, he's like definitely out. And that was said like, say, a day before. And then like Arsenal press comes out and it's kind of just like, Oh, like, you know, he's a major doubt. Doesn't say he's ruled out, but everyone else is saying he's ruled out. So how come all the media have jumped the gun and said he's ruled out? And they're like definitively saying he's ruled out. But then Arsenal are like, oh, no, he's a major doubt. Um, is that just us playing my games to make Klopp think Saliba might be ready, but he's not. So maybe you're right. I don't know. It sounds like it's a lot of mind games going on here. The only thing I'd say on holding, like, oh, I'm not uh, trying to make out he's better than he is or anything, but... The games we've all got PTSD from, he had El Nenny, Cedric around him. Like as a unit, Nuno very different sometimes. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I forgot about oh, that. God, um, there was like, yeah, that team was mad. Yeah, at Anfield last year, we had Tavares, Laconga, like, and then like, the one I'm referencing is Spurs away, where obviously he had Cedric on his right yeah. and El Nenny in front. Like, so it is a different unit. So the severity of his limitations may be limited. Like, is that glass half full no, thinking? No, no, maybe, I think, no, but... I think that's right. No, no, I think that's spot on, actually. I think a lot of people give him holding stick. And the reality is, like, you know, if you've got Ben White, who's, like, was one of our best centre-backs last year, he's now that probably one of the best right-backs in the league. Um, and he's there able to come back and support his friend holding. That's a very different thing than having Cedric there to support yeah. him. As I just think having party in front of you instead of Lekonga, like or El Elneny even, like, the, these are massive changes to the structure. Yeah, like wh- where I'm at is like if they isolate like Darwin 1v1 with Holding, I'm I'm concerned because I, I don't think Holding's very good at defending acres of space. I don't think he's good at kind of proactively reading areas he needs to be in. He's very good at like front foot, your your dad defending, like <laughs> lower league, get stuck in sort of thing. But 
I just think as a unit, if we're well drilled and we cover the space as a team, he may not be in positions to get isolated, if that makes sense. Mm. But I don't know, maybe that's wishful thinking. I'd just be interested to see how this goes either way. Um, if, if this is the lineup we go for, I can't think yeah, so go on. What's, too what's many your, complaints. What's yeah, your so front three you're going for them? Yeah, so I'm going to go for the Martinelli, Jesus, Saka front three. I think it just seems yeah. too obvious. Like It just seems overthinking to put Trossard just because of his record before, but he'll be a fantastic option off the bench. Um, yeah, well, we were and... crying out for options like this like a year ago, yeah. right? So like Even just the I Newcastle, think... man, like um, yeah. when we couldn't score at the Emirates. Like, Literally in January, yeah. And that was it. And yeah. We left the rest of the 10 on the pitch and it was like, well, this is the only players I have that could maybe score a goal. So why would I sub them off? There's no one on the bench who could change the game here. Yeah, now I'm hoping Smith-Rowe has a moment soon. I'm hoping Jesus continues. Um, obviously, we said in the last episode when we reviewed the Leeds game that how important that second uh, open play goal was for Jesus, not just the penalty, but yeah. to be able to score a team goal like that and just the determination to get onto the end of it. Um, but with Jesus, I think we have an unpredictability that it's just going to cause chaos in Liverpool's box. I honestly think that he is not someone they're going to want to face. So it, it would be madness to not start with him. Um, when he's basically a hundred percent at this stage. Yeah. Now with Trossard, he's actually um so let so I think he will come on. But one thing I want to say about him is he could on Sunday break like a all-time prem record of the number of goals scored at a single away ground in a season. Is it? I think the most is four. So I think Arshavin is one of them with four at Anfield. Oh, of course, yeah. And then there's another player, I've forgotten who it is, but it's someone like a Suarez or an Aguero or someone like that. But if he gets two goals off the bench, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe he starts, but if he gets two goals at Anfield, he'll have five and he'll be the new record holder for most goals at an opponent's away ground in a season ever. What an obscure stat. <laughs> I, always, I, I always somehow pick up the you like, always find most these random ones. shit possible. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, I was going to say, like, I could see a world where Trossard could start on the left. Yeah. But I, like, I that can. is still possible. And maybe Martinelli comes on against tired legs. So I don't think he's only there for the forward position. So there is still options, but yeah. with what Martinelli did to Trent last time, I can't imagine him not wanting to start Martinelli there as well. So I think that front three picks itself. And then the midfield, obviously, as, as long as everyone is fit and we've not been lied to in presses later on, it will be like the standard, you know, Xhaka Odegaard party, I think. And yeah. the only difference in the back line is holding for Saliba, I reckon. So White, Gabriel, Zinchenko for the podcast listeners and then Ramsdale. So... I'd I've say that this is our strongest team apart from one position, right? So we can't really have yeah. any complaints going to Anfield. Yeah, exactly. I've got a feeling Ramsdale's going to be busy. I think like we're going to play a high line. Liverpool will probably look to exploit it. So Ramsdale's going to need to be very proactive off his line. No mistakes. Like He's made some big, consistent saves recently. I'm sure we'll be relying on that. But just on Liverpool, though, like having spoken about our... our Should we go to their lineup while we chat? Yeah, sure. Yeah, just so we can get an idea, yeah. Yeah, but having spoken about our goalkeeper, like since the... I think it was late riser Pranel that tweeted this. Like since the restart, they've conceded the most big chances in the league, but they're the best for clean sheets. So like the... Excuse me. they, They do concede big chances and we're very good at creating chances so uh, I just think Allison's a freak though so. that's a really good point so I think Allison is underestimated just how much worse Liverpool's defensive record would be this season if it was any other keeper in goal he is honestly like he's topping every 
goals prevented metric for goalkeepers out there in the Prem this season. Like he's just flying up that table. Um, yeah. Like he, he must have prevented like in the stats when I last checked. It's been a while, but it was already like over seven, eight goals he'd prevented on his own just this season, um, yeah. which is a lot he's, for a goalkeeper. <laughs> he is mental. But yeah, so like the graphic we've got on the screen was. Uh... Their lineup in the nil-nil draw against Chelsea, which was Allison, Gomez, Matip, Canate, Simicas, Henderson, Fabinho, Jones, and then up front Jota, Firmino, Nunes. So, lots of changes. Were you surprised by that? Yeah, big time. I mean, surely I, I you don't... would think they would want to get like in in a very elusive top four challenge that's looking less and less likely by the day. You would think they'd want to go and try get the three points against a managerless Chelsea at the time, no? Who who were playing so poorly, like? Yeah, what so like my what happened? Yeah, like did he have his eyes on this week, or did he so, just want to like slap them all on the wrist and say you've been playing shit? That's what I think it was. I I don't think like I've seen a lot of Arsenal Twitter saying oh he's protecting his records, doesn't want Arteta to die. I think it was literally like on the back because that they got beat like well beat by City, like they got scored. I got think this was yeah, yeah they got City embarrassed. didn't have Harland like, or Foden. Yeah, imagine like, any I, other I, team in the league losing Harlem and Foden and then still doing that to like a Liverpool. I know, like that That's level of control wow. that City had was scary. And uh, that was terrible. It's a... like, it was like that's the best I've seen them play all season. I would say, and yeah. I'm like, oh shit! Of course, now is when they come into it. Yeah, of course. Same. <laughs> so yeah, my, my opinion was it was more like trying to freshen it up, like kind of discipline certain players, like a bit, a bit of a wake up call. Uh, more than one eye on us because yeah like you said it they're in a top four race they needed to win against Chelsea um, so that's what I think it was more of but do we dare predict who will come back in like yeah so I I, I, I can't see a world in which like the two fullbacks at least wouldn't be back in like Robertson and Trent in, I could see so I was speaking to James from Planet FPL and he made a good point in terms of maybe Gomez does play because of Martinelli because we saw After what happened, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we know like Trent's amazing ability going forward, but defensively, he can be isolated, and we've seen it this season with our own, with our own team in the first few minutes of the game. So that's uh, true. I, thought I think at least one of them would be in. So I think I think they, Robertson will come back. They're in. so he... reliant on chance creation from their fullbacks, right? That yeah, it's almost like if neither of them are there, I just don't think they're going to create much. Yeah, so I, I think in the back line, like I can see James's shout of Gomez playing, but I think Van Dijk and Robertson will come back in because of Saka. Yeah, I think um, Van Dijk has to come in. Like, if, if he doesn't yeah. come in, that's very strange. The, the, it's the forward line I just can't call. Like, I want to so say I think, Salah. So I think Salah will have to come in. Like, I'm, I'm convinced Salah will come in. I think Darwin will stay because he caused a lot of trouble to us at the Emirates with his like just movement off the ball. And yeah. he's just constantly popping up in places and causing a lot of issues to our back line. And that was with Saliba let alone withholding. So I'm pretty sure Salah will play. Um, Gakpo. I'm not, that's the Jota. thing. I'm not convinced Firmino will start. Um, Jota has always done well against us. Um, I remember being at the Emirates last season, I think it was. And yeah, it was just, it was just, just depressing watching what he did to us. Like he just, I'm pretty sure he scored like three goals against us like last season or something. Yeah. Like, He's not... I remember that game. It was just like two clinical moments as well. Yeah, that Robbo we passed one of them to him. And there were just two very clinical moments. Bang, bang. Yeah. yeah like, they just killed us off. So I, I'm convinced like like Salah and um, Darwin, I'm pretty confident of. But it's that last spot. I don't know if it's like a Gakpo or a Jota. I don't yeah. think it's going to be Firmino. I think he's I just don't think it's going to be Firmino personally. But... I think it'll be Gakpo. But it'd be interesting to see, you know, Emma's... Uh, jumped away for That's her like, hive mind. It'd be interesting to see that later. 
I'd love to see what the Liverpool fans are. Yeah, the mass prediction is from, from their lineup uh, in the midfield. They don't have that many options. Obviously, they've got Henderson, Fabinho, Jones here. It sounds like Thiago might be ready. I know he's oh, quite it? important for them. Yeah, he, he's quite important for them. But again, like I just feel like he's a great player, but I don't know if he suits the Liverpool system. As silly as that sounds, um, I know I what just, you mean. I, yeah, it's like I just like I know he's great individually, but. I'm not sure that like what he's great at is like the way that Liverpool build up. Yeah, so just, I don't know something because they tried to transition in, there for me. Yeah, they tried to transition like a hundred miles an hour, whereas he likes to take a bit more time on the ball. He will like slow the tempo down, pick the passes. Like he, he would suit us to a T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Um, I, I just hope that whatever happens, right? I just want to see like a really entertaining match. I think for neutrals. This Arsenal-Liverpool game is going to be mental. Um, am I right in saying that Arsenal-Liverpool is one of the highest scoring fixtures in the Premier League? Like just no, historically. I, you. I wouldn't but, be surprised. We, we've taken a few batterings there. <laughs> but then we've also done our fair bit, like uh, the 4 fours and things like that. Like, yeah. There have been some wild score lines between these two teams, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure it's one of the highest scoring. So like someone on the FPL point of view, he was like, should I free hit this week? I have five players in this... Uh, Liverpool Chelsea, uh, Liverpool Arsenal game, and I was like, "But like, don't you think it will be high scoring? Like, why are you free hitting them out? Like, is that the like four players? Yeah, score yeah, prediction. So, yeah, let's do a score prediction. So, what do we think will happen? Well, that's so. Uh, if you go on the next slide, we've uh, not. I've annoyingly put oh, the, the previous, previous matches. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. So uh, again, like I said, I don't really buy into this sort of stuff because basically the reason I've put this in is I was saying to Nima, I admin error, I've kind of messed up the spreadsheet of our score tracker, so I need to go fix that. So I was thinking, what can I put instead? Uh, and I put this nice depressing graphic where it shows two <laughs> two defeats in the last three. But It's not as bad as I thought, though, in the last 31. 12 wins for Liverpool, yeah, but... 12 draws, 7 wins for Arsenal. But the last yeah, three, as I... you say, um, obviously... So there was the three-two that we won at the Emirates earlier this season, two-nil yeah. at the Emirates the season before the one that I just spoke about when Joshua and Robbo gave me panic attacks. Um, and actually, and that was the, the game cup. I went to. Yeah. So and then the cup bar two-nil again. Yeah. Oh man, that's painful. You know what? It was actually Mike. Uh, Mike is the one who helped me and Mariner uh, FPL Mariner go to that match when Chris was in the oh, nice. last year. So thank you for that, Mike. Uh, we really enjoyed that. I think Chris enjoyed it more than I did. Those were the days he still had an evil laugh whenever he spoke about Arsenal, like an evil cackle. <laughs> but this is he not like Arsenal, though? No, no, he was just laughing when we were doing badly. But then once right. we started doing well, his evil cackle moved on to like Spurs. So he just, he's just <laughs> always looking for a team to laugh at. And thank God we've gone out the crosshairs this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a proper evil laugh. Like the viewers used to always comment on it. They just all loved it so much. Um, and I was always, always at my bloody expense. I was like on air and like we'd lose a game. I'd go on air and he'd be like, We'll go to the matchup where we talk about Arsenal. Uh, he just start, start laughing. <laughs> yeah. uh, before anyone says anything, he just start creasing. I think Mike might remember some of those moments. But um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for no clean sheet here. I'm gonna go for high scoring. I'm gonna back what I've said so far. I'm gonna go for the same scoreline as at the Emirates, three two. Yeah. Arsenal. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting. I, I, this in my head could go so many different directions. Like. I I think I've said before, I think the Anfield crowd, 85, 90% of the season is so overrated. But the the times they get it right are the big games. Like Anfield at a big game is different. Like, yeah, as much as that annoys me to say, because I do, I'll 
put it out there. I think the rest of the season it is so overrated. Like the singular never walk alone and it goes very quiet. But the big games, it's one of the best around. And I think what I said about when we went to Old Trafford earlier in the season, I just want to see this team play the game itself, footballing-wise, not the occasion. Because I think footballing-wise, <clears throat> we're, we're better than them. Like, and that shows how far we've come that I can say that with so much confidence. Like, I don't know if you actually saw the game midweek or, yeah, obviously you saw the City game as well. Like, mm. they have clear vulnerabilities that can be exploited. Like, of course, they're great going forward, but they can really be got at. And I just think if we can go there, block out the noise, kind of go there, set the tempo, suck out the noise, nab an early goal, just ping the ball about, just really take the sting out of it. I think we can have some joy, but this is where I think my predictions fluctuate from like, I think we're either going to lose, draw or absolutely win 4-1. Like there's so much like variance and what I think can come from this game. So I'm going to go for it. I think we will get an early goal and I think we're going to surprise people with the maturity of our performance. I think we, we have looked susceptible to conceding goals in transition and I think that will be exploited. I think there's going to be a level of control maturity that like, you know, Spurs away. We hadn't gone there in years and we went there and we just completely. We hadn't won there since like what, 2016 or something. Yeah. (laughs) And it was the manner of the performance as well. And similarly, I I think the last time we won at Anfield in the league was probably 2012 when Podolski, Kazula, Diaby had that. that It was the man of the match, Diaby performance, uh, 2-0. I remember Am I right in saying, was that the last time we won in the league there? So, That's the last time I remember winning there. And yeah. I just remember thinking DRB's back for like the 50th yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> same. And then he got injured a few weeks later. But, um, yeah, so long story short, I think this has the potential to be similar to Spurs away and kind of breaking a hoodoo, surprising people with the level of control and performance. And I'm going 4-2 to the Arsenal. <laughs> I like that. Mike's gone for 2-1 to the Arsenal. Um, thanks for tuning in, Pontus, as well. Lovely nice to see one. you, Cheers, mate. guys. So, Mike, um, a few bits to add. I want to put some of Mike's comments. So, just, these are just some nice comments from throughout the chat. I think they're worth playing for podcast listeners who will have missed them. So, so Mike obviously was on the show when you were away. So, for anyone who's wondering who Mike is, it's FPR Mike Halpin on Twitter, who came as a guest with Bobby Love when we were doing the review in the international break. So, so for holding, he said that he reckons he just needs to manage his moments in this game if he's the one starting. For Jesus, his head. Yeah, that's what he needs to keep his head because the that's the thing. Like, once he gets a yellow, he just needs to keep calm. And I think he will get a yellow if he plays. So he's someone that worries me about playing the occasion, not the game, because he he gets stuck in, right? Which is great, but like, I he's think, like a proper traditional defender. Like, yeah, loves even, the challenges, loves the slide tackles. Yeah, but last season, when I know it sounds stupid because we lost four nil, we we were fine for a large chunk of the game. And then do you remember Arteta and Klopp got in that? Rick. I was going to say that little beef and then the entire stadium it went into a cauldron and then it was just like bang it was do you remember in all or nothing Arteta said there was some Spanish phrase where you just feel like you're overwhelmed and there's things coming from all directions like you could visibly see that last season and I think Mm. that's what I'm talking about just don't play to the occasion um so yeah I I agree with Mike on holding just timing his moments and then for Jesus he says Jesus knows exactly how to play against Liverpool he was brought back in to start against them last season after not starting for two months and scored. So this is an opponent that he knows all too well. And hopefully he continues the scoring uh, run that he is now on since coming back from injury. 
And then just the final one from Mike is just the PTSD he now has from <laughs> the, the too many slackings at Anfield in the last few seasons, which I think that's fair enough. I think we all have, I think I have more PTSD about the slappings at Anfield than I do about holding at Spurs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. The, the... It's been going on for much longer, right? Yeah. So we need to get that hoodoo done, as you say. I remember at the time I was at uni as well. I'm like my best mate, he uh, was a Liverpool fan, so and I lived with him, so it was just like so depressing watching them all the time, like with him. And, yeah. But we're a different team now, right? So fingers crossed. And so hopefully, Jay's... Note, I'm gonna change my prediction quickly while I get a chance. Um, okay. I feel more bullish now after a bit more chatting together <laughs> and how great we are. I'm gonna go for three-one to the Arsenal instead of three-two. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I want to see that same matured performance you're talking about and yeah we might concede but it'll be like some crappy consolation goal at the end and the rest of the game will hopefully look like we dominated and we're very mature so I'm going to change that too while I still can I hope so I think we, we just need to make sure this game doesn't turn into a transition like Aston Villa end-to-end sort of game like and I think having party away here like with Zinchenko supplementing him like that for me gives us the best chance possible of making it a more controlled performance in my opinion definitely all right well let's uh let's get out of here for this nice sunny good friday um yeah got the weekend ahead of us hopefully jesus gives us all the very basic puns on sunday with him rising and all that Easter stuff. sunday right oh my yeah. god it's like this could not have like the narrative the way this game is like, i missed the oh, trick man. with the title of the pod didn't i <laughs> oh yeah it's like i like, oh, was it uh arsenal go to the emirates for jesus to rise on easter sunday or something. <laughs> like, and why don't we um i'm sure that if we do win the game uh, let's have a think about the uh, review title yeah i think that's where yeah. it will be more fitting let's not preempt jesus rising on sunday before it actually happens yeah I don't oh, want any man. jinxes. But uh, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Pontus. Thank you anyone who watches back on a video on demand or podcast format. Uh, this was a nice quick preview of the Liverpool game. Um, do let us know in the comments afterwards your predictions. Um, if you think that we're going to lose, win, draw, whichever it is, let us know, please. Um, and otherwise, we will see you after the weekend for the next review. And then we'll also preview obviously the following game, which I think is West Ham, right? Uh, yeah, West Ham away next Sunday. Okay, cool. All right. Well, good to see you, Clayton. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Come on. Catch you more soon. Come on.